pick up any newspaper, watch cable news channels, surf internet news websites. It's all yesterday's news today. You need tomorrow's news today. You need TrendVision 2020 now with Gerald Salente. Welcome to TrendVision 2020, your money and your life. July 9th, 2019, I'm Doug Grunther with the publisher of the Trends Journal and world-leading trend forecaster, Gerald Salenti, on our podcast this evening. New York Times, newspaper or cartoon, Ukraine president talks peace, and interactive pre-K on the way. Gerald, let's get rolling. What happened in the markets today? Well, only Nikkei's up and uh, NASDAQ. Everybody else is down a little bit. Crude oil's up a little bit. Gold's up a little bit, and Bitcoin's still over that 12,000 mark. Feisty coin. Yes. Dow Post three-day slide as Wall Street awaits interest rate cuts. You got it. <laughs> How long are we going to wait? All right, tomorrow. Traders have priced in a 100% probability of a rate cut in July. Corporate earnings season ramps up. Expectations for this earnings season are downbeat. So, I suggest the markets are near their high. Gold, eh, it's a little flat, but still staying up there, even though the expectations for only a 25 basis point cut rather than a 50 basis point cut, and we'll find out tomorrow. Meanwhile, top gold consumer China's reserve jumped to 87.27 billion from 79.83 billion at the end of May, and hedge funds and money managers raised their bullish stance on COMEX gold the week through July 2nd. So there's a lot of positive uh, movement toward gold. Again, I believe gold is near its bottom, and you know what the top is when it breaks over 1450. Oh, oil, eh, it went up a little bit on supply cuts, but also more concerned about what's going over there in the Middle East and supporting that increase in oil prices, but only a little bit. Iran's military officials comment that Britain's seizure last week of an Iranian oil tanker off the coast of Gibraltar will not go unanswered. And what right do they have to seize that? Oh, they're going to drop off oil in Syria, and we in the European Union don't want to see that. And they said they would, had no intention of dropping oil off there in Syria. And even if they did, mind your own damn business. E-U-F-U. Got it? Mm -hmm. Anyway, and what's keeping the markets up? That cheap dough, that cheap dough. Cisco plans to acquire Acacia Communications in a $2.6 billion deal. So all those companies get bigger. They fire more people. The rich get richer. And you could get a job in Slave Landia. Now that was Cisco, the tech company, not the cooking. Uh, the no, cooking no, stuff, yeah, right? not this. Okay. Or the Cisco They're kid. They're probably monopolizing <laughs> that too. But they're too young to remember the Cisco kid. Yeah. Hey, Pancho. <laughs> That's right. Hey, Cisco. No, no, no. I'm not being uh, anti-Hispanic. Hey, but I used to like them back then, right? Hey, That's Cisco. Right. Hey, Pancho. Cool. Yeah. Turkish leader suffers blow after Erdogan sacks central bank governor over rates. Very important. He sacked the governor of the central bank. Hmm. And they can do it around the world. All these central banks, by the way, are connected. They want to keep interest rates low. And China's short-term borrowing costs hit 10-year low after liquidity injections, meaning that more cheap monetary <laughs> methadone going into the system. So All that's right. what we got on the economic front. 
All right, now our viewers are going to like this because this is this is Trends teaching lesson. This is the the uh, head of the business section of today's New York Times, and half of it is a cartoon. What's the headline? I'm not making this up. Ready to save the world? Uh, saddled with political constraints and baggage from the last time, central banks may not be able to fend off the next recession. Look and, at that picture. And you have basically a cartoon and very little information. Yeah, and then look at the cartoon of the people they have there. This is this is the toilet paper of record. It's only good for one thing. Again, this used to be a good newspaper at one time, as many of them are, but they're all dumbing down. And to make your point, yesterday's title page of the business section of the New York Times, it's more pictures than print. Why is Florida dragging its feet on rooftop solar and they got this stupid picture of solar panels and look at this, there's nothing here. There's nothing here. It's one full look pictures all over here. Look at this big stupid, look at this big stupid picture. <laughs> Are you stuck in the jail of regret? Look at this. Toilet paper erected. And that's the back. Nothing, no news. And that's why you subscribe to the Trends Journal at trendsjournal.com to get history before it's happened. It's your choice. Either that garbage or tomorrow's news today. All right. Now, staying ahead of the curve, Iran steps closer to a nuclear bomb. This is a headline in the New York Times International section. How we got here and what's next. You know, they step, they're stepping closer to a nuclear bomb, are they? Yeah. Oh, according to the New York Times. And what does the Wall Street Journal say? Uh, Iranians threaten to extend nuclear breaches. Tehran seeks relief from U.S. economic sanctions as it speeds uranium enrichment. And it says over there, the other one says, let me get this straight. It says how we got here. And this one says Iran's threatened to extend nuclear breaches. Oh, no. United States breached it. Iran's not allowed to do what they want now anymore because, hey, the United States could break it, but Iran can't. So let's just get this straight. Before the United States pulled out of the deal, Iran was or was not uh, adhering to the rules and staying under the limit. According to the Atomic Energy Agency, they were 100% compliant. And we just heard our moronic, stupid, arrogant, little jerk off John Bolton, our national security advisor. Yeah, you don't advise me of anything. He said the United States would put increased the pressure on Iranian regime, it's not a government, until it abandons its nuclear weapons program. But Iran's major general said Iran will never pursue a nuclear weapon, and the whole world knows that. And we also heard from Iran's supreme leader, saying Iran denies seeking nuclear weapons and refers to a religious decree issued in the early 2000s by the Supreme Leader that forbids, quote, the production, stockpiling, and use of weapons of mass destruction and specifically nuclear arms. Could they be... That was bullshit! I don't know. But at least both are saying that's not our ambition as opposed to when you hear North Korea say, no, we want a nuclear bomb because we saw what you did to Iraq, we saw what you did to Syria, we saw what you did to Lebanon. They're not saying that. So I'm just putting it out there. Okay. France plans talks in Iran to, in an effort to salvage the nuclear deal. Now, we've been talking about the fact that we've been hearing for weeks that the European Union wants to try to broker a deal and patch this thing together. 
Then we just hear that they're backing off again. Is the EU basically going to do whatever the U.S. tells them to do, or are they going to stand up with some backbone and try to put something together? Here? It's hard to tell, but it looks like they're going to do some kind of a deal with Iran. Russia is, China is. and But, again, if war breaks out, as you're seeing with the taking their ship, blaming Iran for blowing up those other ships with without no any proof, yeah, so that's, that's what's going to depend upon. Okay, let's shift over to Hong Kong because we've been covering that story. Millions of people taking to the streets. Hong Kong leader Carrie Lam says extradition bill is dead. And does it happen here in the USA? The people went out there every other day. Kept going out, going out, going out. And they turned it around, turned it around in Sudan, turning it around in Algeria. And in America, no fight. But it was good for them. We'll see what happens with it. All right. Ukraine president asked Putin and Trump to join peace talks. Why? That's a conspiracy theory, I tell you. It's that Trump is in the pocket of Putin. Yeah, bravo. More peace. More peace. All right. Now, here we have um, an email from one of our TrendVision 2020 viewers, and we heartily suggest that you send us your questions and your comments. You do that by going to trendsresearch.com. And uh, we love hearing from you. This is Dylan from Texas, who says, I've been hearing Gerald's forecast on electric cars and wondered if you had any comment on inside of the new solid state battery technology being developed right now. You've been pointing out that right now, the batteries don't last long enough for this to be a significant economic turn. But uh, Dylan's asking that he's, he's saying that he's hearing about a current lithium ion battery that can store double the power. Even double the power is not really enough in, in, in the real world because when you, what happens is when we saw the frigid weather come out, mm -hmm. you saw these batteries lose so much of their power. So it really needs to be a new technology. This is going to help. But again, you're looking in countries where they're trying to make it happen, like the European Union, and we pointed out only 2% of all the vehicles sold are, are electric, and in India as well. They're really pushing for electric. They only sold a couple of hundred thousand last year. So it is the beginning of a new way, but it has to become, I believe, much bigger than that. All right. Now, this is a related topic, electric scooters. You know, people are probably seeing them wherever you are around the world. Well, there's a big battle in Europe going on because they took it took Paris by storm. Um, uh, they, they saw a market for it and uh, manufacturers started to put out these scooters. And suddenly you had tens of thousands of Parisians yeah. scooting around. And people were complaining about the noise and the bother. Uh, now in Germany, there's a big fight going on. Almost half the electric scooter companies in Paris have suspended or scaled back operations because of conflict. Germany is in scooter mania. There's over 1.5 billion has been poured into scooter ventures. This looks like a big trend. It is, and it's not going to go away, and they're going to try to restrict it. But again, it's what are the population numbers we're looking at? Look how play people, places are becoming so congested. Again, you go back 100 years ago, and we had 1.7 billion people on the planet. Now we have 7.7 billion. Back then, horsepower literally was horsepower. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, this is going to be an issue, but I don't think it's going to go away, but they'll put more restrictions on it. All right. Headline, EU lesson on combating vote meddling. Out of Brussels, the European Union began an ambitious effort this year to combat election interference, an early warning system that would sound alarms about Russian propaganda. Keep going. Europe's early struggles offer lessons for other nations, including the United States, where intelligence officials expect Russia to try to interfere in our next presidential election. You know what that is. Here we go. Bullshit detected. Take precautions. What bullshit? 
Hey, you know, they just had that election over there in Greece. I say the Russians were involved in that. No, they weren't. Our guy won. The guy we wanted to win won. They weren't aware. It had nothing to do with it. This is such crap. Again, you go back and you look at the meddling that they had in the United States. It's, they came out with the intelligence. They got no intelligence. They came out and said Russians spent about $110,000 on Facebook to really get the people to hate Clinton and to love Trump, and they meddled in the election. You know how much Hillary Clinton spent on their campaign? Over a billion? $1.4 billion. Almost a billion and a half. A billion and a half dollars. They spent $100,000. You could be in any, any kind of business Spend $100,000 on Facebook. People won't even recognize you. you know. But no, it swayed the elections. It's more propaganda, more hate, and that's why you subscribe to the Trends Journal, the truth in trends at trendsjournal.com. All right. This headline really got my attention. Buddhists go to battle as pacifism gives way to nationalism. This is over in Sri Lanka and Myanmar where there's been ethnic cleansing and a call to arms by Sri Lankan Buddhist monks. The Buddhists never used to hate us so much, said Muhammad Nasir, the leader of a mosque in Sri Lanka, which was attacked by Buddhist mobs in 2017. I mean, how are we going to have peace when Buddhists are going to war? <laughs> Again, you know, it's, it's a world at war, and there's so much disruption going on. And, you know, religions, this is, you know, why do we hate the Arabs so much? Couldn't call it crusades. 2000, the 10th Crusade. Right. So these kind of religious conflicts have been going on. Why do the Sunnis, who were the Iraqis and the Saudis and others, why are they so much against the Shia Muslims in Iran? And that, you know, so that this is going on. Religion is not bringing people together. It's really pulling them apart, except in the Catholic Church. Those Catholic priests are getting closer to those boys. <laughs> They're getting together That's over there. That's not the kind of unification I think <laughs> no, we, yeah, we, we really were looking forward and to. And I was raised Catholic, so I could say that. And I'm just thankful Father Foley was a ladies' man. All right. Now, because we're under time pressure here, we're going to talk about Ross Perot tomorrow. Uh, because you have a very interesting story about that. He died today, and he was a very important figure in the presidential reality show of 1992. So we'll, we'll cover that tomorrow. But we wanted to get to a, a, a couple of uh, interesting stories. Swalwell quits. Steyer is in. This is the presidential reality show. Why? Who is Steyer, and why should we care that he's running for president? Steyer's a billionaire. Again, oh. that's what America is. Take your democracy and stop, man. It's baloney. I just told you, Hillary Clinton spent $1.4 billion to run for president. The only reason she lost is the Russians did it. <laughs> now, it wasn't because people couldn't stand her. That had nothing to do with it. And then you look at one after another. Look at the money being raised. You know, what is Trump running? $105 million already. Already. And now you got a billionaire in this. So this is guy is the billionaire on the Democrat side that he was pushing for uh, impeachment against Trump. So again, it's these rich people that are running the show. And if you don't have the rich behind you and you don't have a lot of dough behind you, all you are is another person in slave land. You forget democracy. It's the money that counts. All right. U.S. life expectancy. On the decline. I'm surprised. I'm shocked. Average life expectancy in the U.S. has been on the decline now for three consecutive years. Take a guess for the three main reasons. I would say obesity, obesity, and obesity. Well, obesity is one of the causes. It's actually an increase in liver disease. Yeah. And the two major causes of liver disease are alcohol consumption 
and obesity. Yeah. Also, rise in drug overdoses. Yeah, well, that's the other one. And a rise in suicide rates. Now, this is astounding. The national suicide rate in the United States has increased by 33% since the turn of the century, whereas the global suicide rate has declined. Look at what people are living through. Again, why do you think people are going for, quote, socialism and the Bernie Sanders? They have no life. The bigs have taken over everything. There are no hardware stores. There are no mom and pop stores. There are no stationary stores. The bigs own everything. The people have no future. And then they're getting out of college with all this debt. And if you don't go to college, you don't have any chance at all to really get into a middle-class life because they have no manufacturing left over there anymore. And that used to bring it up. So, And then, thanks to Bill Clinton, that slimer little <laughs> slick willy, who let the drug companies put their junk on TV. 1997, they were banned before that. We become a nation of drug addicts. They call them prescription drugs? Now, pharmaceutical drugs. Big Pharma are the big drug lords of America. All right, well, here's a little good news to end our podcast tonight because I know you're a big fan of the trend of interactive view, where education over the web. Virtual pre-K closes the gap and exposes it. A lot of Democratic candidates are talking about universal pre-K. Well, someone's doing something about it. This is a nonprofit called Waterford Upstart, run by a nonprofit group. Children can spend 15 minutes a day, five days a week, on their computers, pre-K, educate. And this is not for rich kids. This is for kids who can't afford to pay for pre-K. So virtual pre-K, a positive trend. Very, well, the interactive view, it's going to be virtual education, virtual reality education, interactive education. It's the 21st century. We keep talking about it all the time. We have a system here that's from the industrial age, right. invented by Germany. They learn to read, write, follow orders, and do some math. And the other important thing about this as well is that preschool, I mean, how about staying home with mommy? You know, that's the preschool that I'm I going outside in nature and playing. I'm just saying, you know, but now both parents work. And they shift the kid off a couple of weeks old with strangers, you know. That's not for me. Do what you want to do. You know the motto of the Trends Journal. Think for yourself. All right. Well, if you join us tomorrow, we'll do some more thinking together here at Trend Vision 2020.